When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. It is Tuesday in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My name is Adam Bittner, Assistant Sports Editor for Multimedia at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, joined for an emergency podcast here on the Post-Gazette Sports Now YouTube channel and our podcast network um, because Matt Canada has been fired as Steelers offensive coordinator. Brian, I, I don't know if if we were expecting this today, um, but it, it has happened. Um, what's your What's your gut reaction here? Surprised but not shocked, Adam. Uh, a couple weeks ago in my mailbag, somebody asked, "Is you know, it was after Canada moved to the sideline, and they were kind of like, is this just a situation where everybody on the outside, or not the outside, everybody above Matt Canada can see that this isn't going well, from Mike Tomlin to Omar Khan to team president Art Rooney II, who apparently is the one who pulled the uh, pulled rank here. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, in, in this reader asked, you know, is this just the the most – Ten, you know, the least untenable situation the rest of the season to just roll with them and hope it doesn't get too much worse. And I said yes, but I also suggested that that move from the booth to the sideline, which if you go back and listen or watch Canada's reaction to it when we met with him the following week at his uh, uh, weekly press junket, he didn't seem too thrilled with it. Uh, he basically said uh, that's that's just what happened. They made a decision and you know, it is what it is or something like that. It, it wasn't like, yeah, I was all on board. I said, great idea. Let's do it. Uh, he, he seemed like he was kind of miffed, as you would expect, considering the guys called plays from the box throughout his entire career, except for one little stop as an interim head coach. Um, but I I suggested in that mailbag a couple of weeks ago that, that that was probably more the beginning of the end than something that was going to all of a sudden give him more staying power as the Steelers OC. And I, I Certainly think now in retrospect, that shake up from the the booth to the sideline was a it was a kind of last ditch effort to try to spark things, didn't happen, and now he's out. So um I'd I'd heard a little bit of a whispering uh, rumbling over the last couple of weeks, just kind of it, it is possible. Don't rule out completely the possibility that they would move on from him in season. I didn't expect it was going to happen this soon. They have still won two of their last three and four of six, but here we are after a putrid performance. And how ironic, Adam, that there's that stat of the Browns always firing their head coach after losing to the Steelers. Now the Steelers fire their OC after losing to the Browns. Yeah, twist of fate there. Brian, you mentioned that our Jerry Dulac reported that Art Rooney was the one who, who pulled the plug. Um, yeah. Mike Tomlin makes the official announcement for the Steelers on their social media channels. Um, what do you make of of that situation and and you know the possibility that that Art Rooney made the decision against the wishes of Mike Tomlin? Yeah, I mean it's it's possible, but I think a decision this big has got to be kind of a collaborative approach. And you know whether Tomlin signed off on it or not, uh, I think he's been pretty pretty open and blunt in past seasons that he answers to Art. Art is his boss, so. Um, maybe there's not too much of a conversation to be had there if the team president had his mind made up. I just think from a logistical standpoint, you'd, you'd had to have 
had some discussions about, okay, if we do this, what's the next course of action? Who's calling the plays? Who's the title offensive coordinator interim? And we've seen it reported elsewhere, but, um, you know, not, I don't know that it's been officially declared yet that it might be running backs coach Eddie Faulkner as the coordinator and QB's coach Mike Sullivan as the play caller. That would kind of make sense, I guess, because the run game has been one of the strong points of this team, whereas Sullivan has NFL play calling experience, already works super closely with Kenny Pickett. So I could see it if if that makes sense, if that ends up being the way they play this thing. And hey, the beauty of it, Adam, is uh, Mike Tomlin's going to get up here in a couple hours uh, on the south side, and I'm sure it's going to be a presser that's just (laughs) – Basically, the Bengals and Jake Browning are going to be a distant afterthought. It's going to be funny when he does his usual uh, diatribe to start for 10 to 12 minutes uh, about Cincinnati and all their pieces on offense and defense. I'll be curious to see if uh, does he entertain every little question about the the palace entry with Matt Canada or does he drop a hey, guys, we put the statement out. The statement's the statement. What I said at the beginning is what I said, and we're going to leave it at that. Um, It's it's all of a sudden a fireworks kind of Tuesday here in Pittsburgh. Brian, how is this going to work moving forward? You mentioned Eddie Faulkner and um, Mike Sullivan. I mean, is it realistic to expect significant improvement between now and the end of the season? Is is that the way these things go? Because the Steelers don't usually fire people midseason, so we don't have a ton of data yeah. to go back and say, well, this this is what happened the last time they did this, because I think I saw on, on Twitter that the last time they did this was 1941. So what is – what is a realistic hope for Steelers fans in, in terms of improvement under, um, you know, different direction than Matt Canada? I think X's and O's wise, there's not much, right? Because you're still going to be using the same playbook and you, you've you installed all this stuff way back in, in the spring and in training camp. So Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner are going to be picking from that same menu, so to speak. And I thought it was interesting. You know, I, I recorded yesterday with Charles Davis from CBS, a longtime analyst who called the game. Sunday with Ian Eagles called the last couple Steelers games. And, you know, we'll we'll still put that up at some point because the insight's the same. We just didn't know the seismic change was coming for the Steelers when we uh, recorded that yesterday. But he viewed the situation as some of the head-scratching play calls, some of the Steelers' approach offensively Sunday was just they're kind of going through the Rolodex to find really anything that might spark them and, and get them going because they're just at their wits end. And that that's sort of ended up being uh, prophetic in its own way by Charles Davis, because now they've uh, decided, look, we're, we're, there's just nowhere else to go with this guy calling the plays. And maybe Sullivan will have some different ideas. Maybe Faulkner will have some different wrinkles. It tells me a little bit uh, or, or whoever ends up in those roles, you know, I think the biggest thing that you can hope for if you're the Steelers isn't all of a sudden you're going to reinvent the wheel offensively and the schematics are going to look a lot different. I think a change like this, there had to be some some groundswell from the inside, from within the locker room to want this to happen. Maybe it's that classic case. You usually see it with an interim head coach, but maybe here the head coach of the offense being replaced will produce a result of players fired up, Uh, playing harder, at least playing with a different kind of juice and energy because a guy that they weren't really in sync with is now no longer there. And they can kind of, uh, you know, get back to basics, if you will, but also just play maybe a little bit more free thinking. uh, Our our head coach kind of made a move that we wanted him to make. 
or team president. Um, and and now we can now we go now we have a new system, new setup, and we'll we'll roll with that even if it is a lot of the same plays on paper. Brian, we're obviously going to be looking toward the offseason, I think, for for a major change in, in terms of getting a, a full-time OC. I think it's really rare to bring in someone new mid-season um, for all the reasons you mentioned. This is, this, this is the stuff they've been working on since the spring. You can't just um, change midstream a lot of times. Let's time. say, too, Adam, let's, let's point out, too, I, you know, maybe the philosophy from the top doesn't change. Maybe Mike Tomlin still wants to you know, be a, an offense that doesn't take many chances, doesn't take many risks, wins low-scoring games, ball control, possession – don't turn it over and we give ourselves a chance. And if that's the case, then yeah, maybe it, it won't be much different. Even if guys have a renewed vigor about them, maybe that's not going to change Kenny Pickett's willingness or lack thereof to, to try some risky throws or go deep or go over the middle. And that'll, that'll be something that maybe comes out in time. Perhaps we'll find out Canada was, a, was handcuffed and didn't do a good job, uh, you know, in, in those handcuffs still, but um, it's just, uh, it's fascinating from that standpoint. And, um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens from there, but uh, could could still be the same mo from your head coach when it comes to offensive football. Yes, and Brian, I just wanted to. I think you led into my next question, well, which is where do they go from here? Um, who is who are some names that that you you kind of look at, or what is the philosophy that you look at as as something that might work for the Steelers in the years ahead? Um, you know, because it's not going to change now, but it it will change next year in in some way. Um, how do you evaluate that situation? Got to get, got to jump into modern NFL offense to some degree, right? I think we, you know, we've heard from analysts, we've heard from previous players, some not of really any, uh, you know, accomplishments with the Steelers, but at least we're in that locker room with Matt Canada, who basically said, this is sort of archaic. Um, they're, they're doing it uh, very old school. And that approach is nice if you're, winning and you're imposing your will on teams and beating them up and keeping it simple. But, you know, when you're not producing, simple becomes uh, outdated. So, I mean, I think that's that's something that they're going to have to self-evaluate as far as the type, as far as names, you know, very early get, to get into that. I mean, I'll say they interviewed Pep Hamilton when Matt Canada was ultimately promoted from QB coach to offensive coordinator. I just looked this up yesterday. Pep Hamilton's out of football. This year, he was most recently the Texans offensive coordinator. So, um, you know, he's a name that we at least know Mike Tomlin has had interest in. I think there's been reports of flirtations with Jim Caldwell in the past. He's way more of a NFL retread than he would be an up and comer. And and that to me is the overall biggest uh, you know point to make here is that they need to decide this offseason. What kind of offensive coordinator are we even looking for? Do we want somebody who, unlike Matt Canada, has had a lot of NFL experience in this chair, calling plays, has you know maybe presided over offenses that have been top 15, even top 10 in this league. But the flip side to that is probably going to be anyone who's out there and available like that, why are they for hire, right? They've probably fallen on some hard times in their last job or two or three, and they're going to be labeled as, uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, yet another retread who couldn't cut it at place X, Y, and Z. Or do you get a little bit more, uh, you know, creative? Do, do you uh, take a chance on somebody who hasn't done this but is viewed as a young up-and-comer with a bright offensive mind in this league and can try to unlock Kenny Pickett with some more modern concepts, maybe somebody who hasn't called plays but has coached or worked under some of the brighter minds in the NFL? 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see the decisions that they make. Brian, you're going to be back later with the previously recorded uh, Charles Davis. Um, so make sure you stay tuned for that on the Post-Gazette Sports Now YouTube channels. And, of, of course, we'll have much more reaction with Christopher Carter on the North Shore Drive on Wednesday. Um, so yeah, like this page, like this video, help us out on the YouTube algorithm, subscribe, and we will talk to you again soon. Thank you for checking. Thank you for checking out this content from Post-Gazette Sports. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all of the sports coverage the Post-Gazette has to offer, visit post-gazette.com.